welcome to another episode for Radio Life Ray. Um, this is um, the how to develop your portlets securely. Is it securely or safely? Uh, no, securely. And with me is Samuel Kong. Um, hi, Samuel. Hello. Uh, or hi, Sam. Um, either way, I'll okay. go with Sam or Samuel. Doesn't okay. really matter. Who are you? What are you doing here? Um, so, like we said, my name is Samuel. Um, and currently, I serve as the general manager of uh, LifeRay China. And what I do is um, I manage our um, China operations and actually um, more to more, more generally, I also handle a lot of our um, operations in uh, Asia and um, even to the Middle East. So um, one of my responsibilities in addition to my role as uh, general manager is I also work as part of our security team here on LifeRay. So anytime that anybody submits a security-related um, um, buff ticket on our buck tracking system, um, I'm one of the people that uh, help take a look at it. We've been through the process of uh, reporting security bugs, um, I think now twice. Cynthia mentioned it, uh, Mike mentioned it. I don't know, should we uh, mention it a, th a third time? What would you say how to, how to file a secure ticket or how to file a security ticket, security-related ticket? Uh, that's one of the things that uh, I always see somewhere being criticized, like, hey, I don't know how to report that. So it might as well be repeated. Sure. The security tickets are really easy to create in our bug tracking system, issues.liferay.com. Um, create an account if you haven't created one already. It's, um, it's free. It's easy. And um, when you create the ticket, just mark the component as security. And if you mark it the component as security, uh, I will see that ticket right away. Uh, if you think that the security is of a nature that it's you know really you know important that you know it might open up a lot of attacks to other people, there's also a uh, hidden feature so that you can mark that and it'll it won't show it to the general public and it'll only show it to our LifeRay staff. So it's really easy to create mm -hmm. a ticket and we welcome any uh, security reports that you have to file with us. Um, we really appreciate that and that's what um, one of the benefits of open source is that we have many eyes looking at our code so that we can create a better and safer product for um, everyone else out there. Okay. Thank you for doing, uh, for, for mentioning exactly the same procedure. Um, so there's some consistency. Um, uh, we're again, really sure how to uh, create security tickets. Like everybody whom I asked gave the same information. What's the, the basic workflow that you do with security then? So generally with uh, security issues, when it comes in, we'll have uh, one of our security team members look at the ticket. And they'll look at the ticket, we'll try to reproduce the ticket, we'll evaluate the severity of the ticket. And a lot of times, um, if it's for most security issues, we'll, we'll fix it right away. Um, a lot of times, the security ticket will come in and we've actually already fixed it. Um, because we do try to get on top of those security issues as soon as they're reported. And sometimes, you know, people are using a, you know, a slightly older version and, you know, but so most of the time we fix those security issues already. So I, I, in general, we're pretty responsive about fixing those uh, security issues. Let's go through the nature of the security issues that we find, uh, that we either find in LifeRay or that we find in general web applications. Um, and uh, try to give some guidance on what to 
look out for? Sure. Um, one of the really good resources out there for anyone developing web application is a website called OWASP. It stands for the Open Web Application Security Project. And they offer a lot of suggestions and a lot of things for you to um, watch out for. Um, so I highly recommend that um, site for anyone that's using, um, that's planning to do their own development, creating a portlet, um, making changes to LifeRay, because um, it'll really help you to be careful of uh, certain practices that will um, open up your your application to uh, security vulnerabilities. So um, for today, I think we'll just kind of highlight three of the, I guess, tools that LifeRay has built in that will help you as a developer to help prevent some of these um, security problems. Mm -hmm. So one, let's start off one of the first ones is um, redirects. So in a lot of applications, we do redirects. We'll redirect users from one page to another page to another page, depending on things that they do. And the problem with these redirects is that a lot of time, if you have a you know a mischievous person, you can redirect them to a mischievous site. So you can imagine somebody sending out a link to somebody's email inbox. You know, go to this bank. Dot com, and then in the very back, so the URL will look like normal, right? Because it's mm -hmm. yourbank.com, but then at the end, you know, it might be a redirect to some other web page that's the hacker has set up. Okay, so you're redirected to your bank page that immediately redirects you to a page being contained in that URL. Correct. Okay. And, you know, some people might catch that, but for your average user, they'll, you know, They've been trained, so even if they're trained, they'll just look at the domain and they'll say, hey, it's safe, it's my bank. And so we really want to make sure that we prevent these type of um, attacks because it could be really dangerous if you trick somebody into going to your bank account mm -hmm. and they enter their bank password on a malicious site, right? Yep. Um, so as, as you're developing your web applications, um, I want to point out one of the uh, properties that we have in our portal.property files is this property called redirect URL. Um, so this property basically allows you to control which domains LifeRay will redirect um, users to. So there's a couple different options that we provide for people depending on how your site is set up. So you can either um, filter that list of sites that you redirect to by domain names or you can filter it by IP. Um, so if you happen to run a site with a lot of domains on the same IP, you know, on the same server, then you might want to do it by IP instead of domain. Whereas uh, if you have multiple um, dom uh, IPs running, you know, the same domain, because, you know, maybe you have um, split up your functionality into different servers, then you will want to limit your redirects by domain to make it easier. So mm -hmm. it's just a, the two options are just there depending on your setup to make it easier for you to work with. Mm -hmm. So that's, uh, well, to mention um, that while we're talking about LifeRay and we're mentioning uh, bank examples, uh, like you don't want to go to your bank site, what has that to do with LifeRay? Uh, well, actually, there are some banks that are running LifeRay. Yes, correct. Um, you know, we, we, we do try to create a really secure portal. Um, so, you know, the banks trust us. Um, so let's um, let me move on to another tool that we have um, for developers or system administrators, probably more like um, 
another problem is cross-site request forgery. So this is another issue uh, of tricking people into doing something that they don't want to do. This is a situation where, let's say a user is already logged in to um, their bank's website. Let's use a bank again as an example. And you, they happen to be browsing on another um, window or another uh, tab of their browser. And in this tab, there's a hidden link or a image or something like that. And in this image, they can actually create a um, request on your bank site or your LifeRay portal site. So they're basically forcing the user to do an action on the LifeRay site without the user doing it on, on their own willpower or they're, they're, they're kind of tricking them to doing it by just downloading a link, right? So um, this is the type of thing that's um, it's generally really hard to prevent because you know how do you distinguish a the real user from one what the user wants to do versus what somebody tricks the user to doing? Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a complex issue um, on how to really fix that. So. What we've provided is this thing called an auth token, authentication token. So it's basically a random token that gets added to a URL. And the beauty of this is that this token changes every single time the user logs in. And what we do is we check if the user is submitting the correct token. So this way, if some malicious site comes around and they try to trick a user into submitting this uh, request to the, our portal server that doesn't c- contain the right token, our portal will just not process the request. So you can find out more about this in the portal.properties file also. It's, um, it's called authentication token, so you can look it up. Um, there's some details on the properties uh, comments, and um, hopefully that's another tool that will help uh, people to just create good, secure sites that um, won't allow people to, to hijack their users' um, permissions. Mm-hmm. It gives me some, some opportunity to talk about um, what, I'm, what I like to mention during trainings, for example, uh, which is the original portal.properties, uh, which is a wealth of uh, information about LifeRay, about what you can configure, uh, what you can set up uh, in one way or another. Most of the content in there is comments. You get probably... 50, 60, 70% of comments in there and just a few properties. A few is an understatement. Uh, so there's really a lot of properties um, that are well worth reading. Um, and I'm referring to that as a long, boring, and at the same time interesting read. Um, so while it's boring, it's also interesting. I've learned myself quite a lot uh, just browsing, browsing through that file. Um, I, I also totally recommend going to that file. It's it's there's so many hidden gems in LifeRay where you can do flip a little switch here, change a little true false here, um, even swap out whole classes just using the portal property file, and you can do, make your portal do lots of amazing things by just changing a, a text file. It's one of the huge um, advantage of of LifeRay. You can just make it do so many different things. Yeah, we can be a bit bit cheesy here so people who complain about LifeRay not having proper documentation have never seen that file or the DTDs for that way. So um, let's move on and let's cover another area um, that's really popular. It's um, cross-site scripting. Um, Most people have heard about this. Um, It's basically a way for 
malicious people to insert JavaScript into a page. And, you know, Liferay has, has historically has its own problem with this. And I think we're much better at um, solving this issue now. But, um, you know, it's because of the prevalence of cross-site scripting, it's a really difficult thing to fully wipe out ever. But um, we provided developers some great tools to uh, help with the cross-site scripting. So th the tool that we provided is in a Java class called HTMLUtil. And there's a couple methods in there called like escape. So escape, escape attribute, escape CSS, escape JavaScript, escape href. So these are different escape functions that we provide that um, follow the OWASP's um, recommendation on how to escape your data. Because really, you have to escape things differently depending on the context. So for example, what the way you would escape um, a user's input um, in a HTML would be different from the way you want to escape in JavaScript, and it'll be different from CSS. So you got to use the right um, function you got, or the right method to escape things. So we provide these um, methods to make the job easier for the developer because these methods are there. You just you can just use it, and um, if you escape the user's input, you know that you'll have a a safe rendered HTML page at the end. So when we're talking about escaping, when should you escape? Um, that's a question I often get yeah. because it makes a huge difference, right? Yeah, I'm seeing it all over. Yeah. Some are doing it early, some are doing it late. Uh, what's the right way? So what we have found is that if you escape um, when the user inputs the data before you um, put it into the database, you're going to have a lot of problems later on. Because even though your original intent is you, you're going to take the user's data, you know, save in the database, retrieve it from the database, put it out in HTML, um, great. You escaped it, everything works, it's fine. But then later on you find out, hey, maybe I need to output this to JavaScript. Maybe I need to output this to a text file. Maybe I need to output this to some other format. And all of a sudden, now you've lost the original content so you have to escape you know you have to somehow unescape your text in order to find the original text but then sometimes your unescape isn't really the original text and it gets gets really confusing mm -hmm. so we don't recommend escaping before you save it to your database um, instead you should just save whatever the user say you know submitted and obviously you should escape it to prevent any uh, SQL injection <laughs> but you should just save the text as it is into the database. Yeah. And then you should only escape at right before you output it to your final um, output format. So in most cases, it'll be HTML. So right before you take your data, output it to HTML, you can um, escape it. And um, that way, you always have your original data. You can manipulate your data however you want, you know, you know, make your data all caps, you know, post-process however you want it. But you will have a safe, um, secure HTML page and you still have access to your original content. Mm -hmm. uh, apart from HTML util, um, there are some, some more uh, things to help with escaping, which is kind of happening automatically in the background and one should be aware of that. 
which is all the LRUI tag libs, uh, for example, where you have just an additional attribute, um, output this field, uh, or generate an input field, and the text will be automatically escaped because there's no way to, for example, have a quote in an input field that is not escaped because it would end the input field. Um, yeah, so there's not only HTML util, which is kind of the the um, the way to just output things on a raw HTML page, but if you're using LOUI, then uh, then those tag libs will also help you uh, to do quite a bit in escaping and to be cross-site scripting safe. Yes, um, yeah, the LOUI team has actually done a really good job because if you use LOUI, um, not only will you have a consistent UI. Um, that follows the you know same life ray design and looks, um, so you have a consistent looking portal. But it automatically escapes pretty much everything that you use there for you. So it's it's a great tool to just right, automatically have escaped um, and safe uh, HTML pages. Mm -hmm. um, well, since we're look, talking about additional options, um, I'll mention one more. Okay. Um, so if you happen to use Life Ray Service Builder, um, Life Ray will generate. Um, models for you and for example you know life phrase it's user model right and you can always take a user model and you can also call this method called to escape model mm -hmm. and this will automatically take your model and it'll return a copy of the model but with all the all the values of the model escaped for html so it's a quick way to to escape a lot of things. So if you're just planning to just print out a bunch of properties or something like that from the user onto the page, you can call escape model once, and then you can just print it out onto the page uh, without having to call HTML util escape every single time. Right. Yeah, that's quite a good way to, to get up to speed quickly uh, with just one model. At the same time, the generated persistence of Service Builder also... Uh, protects you or us uh, from SQL injection as well. We didn't schedule to speak about SQL injection right now, but um, the service builder there, like all of the um, all of the persistence that is generated by service builder actually also prevents SQL injection quite well by well, delegating to hibernate, prepared statements, um, and uh, escaping when necessary. Uh, correct. Unless you write your own custom finders where you deliberately uh, do it the wrong way. Yeah, um, yeah, it, that's definitely true. It's, in fact, for the most part, LifeRay hasn't had any um, SQL injection issue for 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 quite a long time now. I don't remember when was the last SQL injection issue that we've had, um, and it's mainly because we run everything through Service Builder and it's all taken care of for us automatically. Yeah. So that's a, the wonderful benefit you get from using Service Builder. Yeah, quite a quite a useful tool there. Okay, regarding the oh, do you say OWASP? OWSAP? Um, how's it pronounced actually? Um, you know what? I'm not actually sure. <laughs> um, I just know that it's a really useful website, um, great resources. Yeah. And that's uh, OWASP.org. Correct. O W A S P dot O R G. Okay, I'm going to link that uh, in the show notes. That's a quite nice overview over what uh, what we do uh, or how we try to help developers that develop their own um, applications that well and administrators that set up their own um, site. They're all really linked because 
if you're going to develop a application, you're going to need to get your system admin to work with you on this. Yeah. And you know, if you're a system admin, you don't really care unless the developer needs something set up because by default, LifeBray has already um, pretty good de um, security settings uh, out of the box. For example, like the redirects, it's not going to redirect to any server other than the current your current server mm -hmm. um, by default. So if you're not developing an additional application that you need to redirect to, um, LifeRay won't redirect to it by default. Um, same with the auth token. The auth token is enabled by default on um, a lot of our um, forms and stuff like that already. So by default, if you're not doing development, you really don't have to worry about making any of these changes. Mm -hmm. So it's a combination of both system admin and uh, developers. Yeah, That's been quite some some nice introduction to all of that, how we help uh, what to uh, and what to take a look for if you're developing your own plugins. Is there anything else we should talk about? Maybe not even a WASP. Um, I think that's it. I'm, I mean, there's always security issues and whatever security issues we handle today, people are always going to try to find new ones and um, with the help of the community and our developers, we're going to try to um, take care of those, you know, as soon as we become aware of them. Okay. Yeah, then, well, let's wrap it up and call it a day. Thank you for participating. Thank you yeah, for having me. I uh, appreciate it.